Welcome, everyone. Happy Monday. It's Felicia Atlas. I'm here. I'm back. Thank the Lord. Christmas was blessed. The weekend was blessed. Uh, my daughter's in town and a friend of hers from Alaska is also in town. So I've just been enjoying their company and um, just still enjoying the holiday spirit, if you will. Um, my daughter is a New Year's baby, so um, I don't get a break until after the New Year. So now we're preparing for her birthday gathering. And so it's, there's been a lot of um, pr preparation for that and invitations and choosing restaurants and outfits and things like that. So it's been exciting around here. Um, but the Lord has a dimension of greatness that he still wants to release, especially now, especially now. This is a very crucial time in our country, in our land, in our homes, in our ministries, in our businesses. It is absolutely crucial. It's essential that we can hold on to the rock, to the word of God, to the sword of the spirit, that we can possess the land and be more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. So the Lord has been dealing with me through praise and through worship. And I've been spending some glorious time in the presence of God and through praise and through worship. I know you heard my voice just go up an octave because I was suddenly endowed by the spirit of God. And I have a spirit of excitement and a spirit of expectancy and a spirit of entrance to go in and possess. So I'm getting excited and I'm going to deliver a word that's going to be very, 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 um, inspiring and uplifting, but it's going to be challenging. And I'm going to challenge you with the last couple days of 2020 left. We have to possess the land that God has for us. And as Christians, as believers, even as non-believers, we've heard about possessing the land. Even Obama just wrote a book called The Promised Land. But how many know that that's not the land that God is talking about? Every one of us has been designed a land, designed an inheritance, designed a lot. The Bible talks about the lot that would be chosen, that would be um, established through the nation of Israel, through the inheritance of the children of Israel in the name of Jesus. So the point and purpose and principle and the power from this podcast is to help people to attain greatness. Greatness is not a cliche. It's not a word that you use when you have some good ice cream or when you go on a trip or experience something grand. Greatness is a part of God, his identity and who he is. So as he gives us his holiness, his righteousness, his loving kindness, his mercy, his truth and everything that he is, we can't leave out the great part. He's great. He's greatness. So, and when we get the salvation of God, we get the deliverance power of God. We cannot forget the greatness. And so God has raised me up for such a time and such a season as this to release that part of him, that function of him. I don't know why he chose me, but he did. And I'm going to be obedient and release the greatness of God through the word of God. Now, if you haven't listened before, I have a revelatory gift. I have a gift of revelation. That just means that I'm able to shed light on different areas and pull down truths, Old Testament, New Testament, and bring light and insight into the truths of God. Very powerful, very weighty, very, very, very keen insight, even as the eye of the eagle, saith the Lord. <laughs> so today we're going to get into some very powerful revelations. And this word today is called spy vision. 
Spy Vision. I'm excited. I've been waiting on this one. <laughs> so we talked about in the last eight or nine weeks, we've talked about vision, which was the introduction to greatness. We talked about visions and victory. That was episode two. We talked about building your vision, how God will let an anointing of building to rest upon you like he did um, uh, Elijah and Nehemiah and Ezra and so on and so forth. Everyone has a building anointing that will rest upon them if they're endowed with the Holy Ghost in trying to fulfill the purposes of God for their life and trying to be obedient to the call of God out in their life. You have to build. You have to build with one hand and have the sword in your other hand. So you have to have the word of God, which is God is uh, calling me to do this, that, or this. And then you have to have the, the strength of the ox in the other hand to make it come to pass, to actually establish that vision. Then we talked about building and breathing the vision, how the two anointings of Elijah and Ezekiel came together. One was to cause rain and to build a system in an unseen system. This is a heavenly system. This is a spiritual system. You cannot see it. You only see the manifestation, but it's a spiritual rich richness in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that Elijah established. He established an impartation anointing to command rain, to command fire. He built a trench, meaning that I'm going to dig deep into the earth to cause this thing to be established, even for generations to come. And then we spoke about um, in that same episode, Ezekiel commanding the bones to live. He breathed into the uh, skeleton of the bones to cause them to stand an exceeding great army. So you have a different virtue of building, breathing, breathing, breathing the breath of God, the spirit of God the essence of who God is onto your business, onto your ministry, onto your identity, onto everything that God has established for you. Then we talked about the beauty of the vision, how it's gonna be great, it's gonna be beautiful. It should be beautiful. If I ask you to tell me what is the most beautiful part of your vision? If you can't answer that question, I'm, I'm challenging you today. If you can't answer that question, I'm so sorry because the vision is the most beautiful part. Imagine, you know, I hate to say this, but just imagine if you could not see. Imagine we have, we cannot take for granted as they did in the Bible, as Adam and Eve did when they caused sin to come upon the earth. They took the vision that they had. They took the hearing that they had, the position they had in God for granted. And we don't want to do that. We want to see the beauty of, a, of the vision that God has for our life. And we want to establish it because all of our visions are different. But the same principle, the same power is behind it. Then we talked about the success of your vision, how your vision needs to be established successfully in excellence, and it cannot be done half-heartedly, but we must be full of faith and full of the anointing when we go forward and possess that miracle anointing. That vision is a miracle anointing. Fulfilling the vision is a miracle, okay? If you want to know more about that, go back and listen to um, the success of your vision. Last week, the Christmas episode was the birthing of your vision. It was absolutely great. It talked about how Adam and Eve, that God's first battle wasn't with the serpent. God's first battle was with vision because vision was what was taken from Eve. Vision is what was taken from Adam, caused Adam to hide. He didn't want to be seen. So the anointing of vision that caused Adam, the father of man, and caused Eve, the mother of woman and man, to be 
deceived, to be distracted. They had a glory and an anointing to establish the vision of God because God looked at them and saw that it was good. So the next thing they should have done was fulfill the goodness or fulfill the greatness that God had established on them, but they were deceived. So, so carrying on from last week, God's intention is to restore vision. People say that God is to restore salvation. God is to restore this. God is to restore that. God is a God of salvation. His name even means salvation and deliverer. We'll get into that. But after you come into the knowledge of God, the next best thing is the vision. And so even though this podcast is called Dimensions of Greatness, God led me to start with vision because he wants people's eyesights to be tempered. He wants your eyesight to be weathered. He wants you to have a seer anointing that when you speak and declare the work of God over your life and when you decree a thing and when you proclaim a thing, that seer anointing will cause you to keep trucking, cause you to be fortified, cause you to move forward swiftly as the eagle. So speaking of the eagle, I've been talking about the uh, the last few weeks about discussing that eagle anointing. So as I was studying it over the last um, couple weeks, so after this uh, episode is completed, this is Two, this is one of two teachings concerning the spy anointing. The spy anointing is very weighty. It's very deep. It's very powerful, power, 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 powerful. And so after that, so within those two teachings of the spy vision, this Monday and next Monday, they're both going to be sprinkled, if you will, with a little bit of the eagle vision anointing. And then the second week of January, we will have the eyesight of the eagle because I'm going to give out a little disclaimer so that you can be prepared. When I begin to talk about the eagle anointing, it's not going to be with what you expect. It's going to be very powerful. It's going to be very intrusive. It's going to be very demanding. It's going to be very declarative because that eagle, the vision of the eagle was for one purpose and that was to hunt. And they are intelligent, powerful, graceful hunters. So if I'm speaking today about spying out the land so that we can inherit the land and begin to build the vision within that land, the next thing we've gonna, we're going to need to do is know how to hunt, is know how to see. We've already spied out the land. We know what's in it. So now we're going to hunt when we get there because we need to feed. We need to feed on the prey. And the prey is not necessarily an enemy, but the prey can be the things that God wants you to receive, the things that God wants you to obtain and overtake. You have to be have that confidence and the swiftness of the eagle that the Bible talks about to go in and possess what belongs to you in the name of Jesus. So like I said, last week, we talked about the birthing of the vision from Genesis three and Luke chapter one, how God's first battle was with vision, how he birthed the vision of Jesus in the garden through the Ruach breath of life. When they heard his voice walking in the cool of the day, the cool of the day signifies the life of the day. He was already breathing life. He was already, he already had a backup plan. He already had a system of redemption in store because he knew what was going to happen. And then he released a powerful anointing of repentance, vision, and favor through Christ in Luke chapter one in the New Testament through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So let's get into the spy vision. I wanted to talk about the spy vision because the Lord has been dealing with me about not only just an anointing of research, but most importantly, how Christ is a form of Moses in the New Testament. How and why the first thing that Christ did was choose 12, okay? 
So Numbers chapter 13 and one says, the Lord spake unto Moses saying, verse two, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, everyone a ruler among them. <laughs> this is getting good. I'll be reading the scriptures and I've already studied and, and have everything prepared. And then the Lord shows me stuff even as I'm doing the podcast. And so I get excited. I'm, I'm just like a child before the word of God. So I'm getting excited and I'm getting ready to release what he just showed me. So brace yourselves, open your spiritual eyes, let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that we would understand the hope of his calling. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Okay. So verse two, I'm going to read it again. Send now men that they may search the land. So they're being sent as the apostles were sent that they may search the land of Canaan. Okay. Which I give unto the children of Israel. This is going to be very good. You guys, which I give unto the children of Israel. So he's saying, I'm giving it to you. So I want you to pay very close attention, which I give unto the children of Israel. So what God has for you, you have, if you have not spied it out, if you have not researched it, because he said to search the land, if you haven't done inventory, and I'm going to talk about the three anointings of the spy is to take inventory and to liquidate and to accumulate assets. So we're going to find out spiritually how God gave us the power to do inventory on the land, the goods and services that we need, that we want, the things that we want to obtain, houses, businesses, ministries, buildings, um, legacy, um, lineage, the things that we have, the, our heart's desires, how we're going to have to do an inventory of that land. I'm going to teach you this. This is very good, you guys. And then how we're going to liquidate. Liquidate means to take something and, and turn it and convert it. Like I spoke of uh, two weeks ago about the water being turned into wine, that water was liquidated into miracle. So a water, people think that it has no value, but Jesus was able to turn it into wine. That was a form of liquidating. Or if you have a, a bunch of things in your home that you're not using and you sell them at a garage sale, you liquidated what you have into, into currency, into, into liquid, into cash. And so God has things in the land that have to be taken. And we'll talk about that later, but they'll be turned into finances or resources that you need. Another thing that I want, this is a bonus. This is a, isn't in the teaching. This is a bonus tip. Study the corn, study the corn, study the corn, because the corn in the Bible, and I know that you've never heard this before, so this is going to be great, but corn is the most resourceful anointing in the scriptures. I'm going to repeat that. Corn, whenever the Bible is speaking of corn, study it very closely and pray on it because it is the corn is the resource. So corn is the resource. Wine is the miracle. Um, what was the other one? Wheat is the harvest. Okay. And there was one more and oil is the anointing oil. So these are the agricultural graces that God gives us, but they're not necessary agricultural in physical form. They're agricultural, meaning they can be planted and, and brought up and spring up in our lives 
as anointing manifestations as to manifest however we would like. But the corn is for resources. Whenever you're lacking resources, study the corn scriptures. Whenever you need a miracle, study the wine scriptures. Whenever you need an anointing to produce something in the spirit realm for the kingdom of God, study the oil scriptures because the anointing oil represents purpose and God will endow you with the power you need to fulfill a particular purpose. Then the wheat is the plenteousness because um, the wheat is very resourceful as well. The wheat can make bread, the wheat can make all different types of meals and cornmeal and this and that, all the things. There's so many things that wheat is used for. It'll blow your mind. Wheat is in, wheat is even in the corn oil. So, so think about that. That's a whole different revelation. So there's so many different glories that God has been pulling on me and pulling on me and pulling on me and saying, expose these truths, release these truths, release these glories to the people, but don't release them as glories. He's also been talking to me about grace. So all of these significant things that we're discussing today have a grace. So let's talk about the, the grace of the spy vision because the, the anointing is not the grace. The grace helps you fulfill an anointing. People think that people think the grace is what saves you. The grace does not save you. The grace sustains the anointing on your life, the purpose on your life. So people are like, I need an anointing. 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 And the reason that you have no anointing is because you're not operating within the grace that's been given unto you when God created you. When God created you, everyone's given a grace. And so I don't have the grace to sing like um, Tasha Cobbs. That's not my grace, but she can't teach like me. That's not her grace. So everyone has a grace. Now, when you get into the grace and you operate therein, like God always speaks to me and says, now operate therein. You playing around, operate therein. That means get in that grace of who I am and move and things will shift and you'll establish and you'll flourish. When you get in that grace, the anointing comes after the grace, just like the spirit of God. He turned the six water pots of water into wine. So after you get the spirit of God, which is that grace to perform a particular miracle, then you turn that grace into the anointing, which is the wine or into the miracle, which is the wine. Okay. So he said, send down men that they may, they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel of every tribe of their fathers. So the children, I give it unto the children of the nation, the children of Israel. So Israel can represent a nation. Israel can represent contending with God. Israel can also mean wrestling with God. Israel can also mean uh, persevering with God. So he's saying you guys are the children of the contention. There's a contention going on around your life that we have to war with, but we're going to win. We're going to persevere because you're going to possess the land. He said, I give it to every tribe of their fathers. Now, when he says every tribe of their fathers, he's saying that there are 12 tribes, 12 fathers, 12 anointings. So there's no way we're going to discuss those 12 anointings today, but we're going to discuss them next Monday, which will be, I think, January 4th. So make sure that you come back and listen because it will blow your mind. The grace and the anointing that God is releasing twofold. It will not be just an anointing revelation. There'll be an anointing revelation of each tribe plus a grace on it to cause you to accelerate, to cause you to operate within that particular anointing. Because remember, the anointing is the purpose. And the grace causes that purpose to be fulfilled, the graces of God. That's why Paul said more grace. He said, we need more grace, operate in more grace, more grace, more grace. Okay, so verse number three, 13 and three, Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, 
sent them from the wilderness of Paran. Okay. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. So verse two says, everyone was a ruler among them. So he's sending 12 men. Everyone is a ruler among them. So what this signifies when he says, everyone is a ruler, everyone has authority. So the 12 anointings that I'm going to discuss next week, every one of them has an authority. So when I reveal the, the revelation of the 12 tribes, everyone has an authority that God is releasing for the new year. Every one of them will have an authority, a governmental perfected authority systemized through an order declared by the Lord before the foundations of the work world. Nobody can change it. Nobody can turn it. Nobody can alter it. That's why Jesus came to fulfill it. That's why Jesus, when he came down from the mountain, we'll get into that in a little bit. The first thing he did was he chose 12 because that's the governmental authoritative perfected order that God institutionalized for his people so that we can possess the promise. If you don't have a promise of God that you're trying to fulfill, I want to ask you, what are you doing? If you don't have a promise, if you don't have a vision, the promise goes hand in hand with the vision because you're pursuing the vision because there's a promise there. So what vision are you pursuing and what promise are you trying to, um, what land of what promise are you trying to uh, receive? If you don't have that, then I'm, I'm going to guess that um, you don't want the Lord to do anything or the Lord hasn't asked anything of you and you're just kind of floating and we don't want to be wanderers. We want to be, that's, that's what the book of, of numbers is about wandering in the wilderness. So the entire book of numbers is about wandering in the wilderness and the wandering spirit is counteractive, counterintuitive, counterproductive to the promise and the will God has for your life. God does not appreciate wanderers. He likes people that have a plan, that have a purpose, that have a mandate because that's who he is. So we cannot have a form of godliness and deny the power. God always knows what's going on. So when you have insight, when you have intel, you can enter into the land. So that's why this is called spy vision, the intel, the insight, and the entrance to your promise. So through vision, we're going to obtain the promise. Now, he said that everyone was a ruler among them, meaning that there's an authoritative nature in this teaching. Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness. The wilderness means you're lost. Of Paran. Paran means beauty, embellishing, and glory. So I'm sending you from the place. This is a prophetic word. I'm sending you from a place of wandering into, I'm sending you from the wilderness to glorify you, to embellish you, to beautify you. And I'm sending you to spy on the promised land for these purposes. Embellishment, meaning to add to you, to give you an ornament. That's what Paran means. So they're sent from the land of Paran to receive the beauty, the glorification and the embellishment of God. God says, I'm not even going to just give you an ornament. I'm going to embellish it, meaning I'm going to put a little bit extra on it. So y'all need to go check this out. You, ne you need to go spy. You need to go check into this land to see what's about to happen because I'm going to glorify you. I'm going to beautify you and I'm going to embellish you. That's what the word of God says. So those men were heads of the children of Israel. The 12 men that were chosen were heads. 
There is no, you know, this is a powerful anointing. So we're not taking the hands of the man, the shoulders of the man. We're taking the head. We need the head because like the Bible says, Christ is the head of the body. So when Christ was the head of the body and he went out and chose 12, he's fulfilling this truth from Moses. Numbers is the fourth book of Moses, meaning to build. So now he's building and virtues of calculation. So numbers is releasing. Whenever you study numbers, always have your pen and paper because numbers signifies a system to build virtues and to calculate virtues, to build and calculate virtues, okay? So that's what we're doing as we're spying out the land. We're gonna do an inventory, we're gonna calculate, we're gonna liquidate assets, and we're gonna release them into our promise so that we can possess the land. So guess what? This is another bonus point I just wanted to add that I found out. I was very excited studying this. So do you know, ironically, that the word spy is only mentioned 12 times in the Bible? How can we be talking about a governmental anointing? See, this backs it up even more that the spirit of revelation is moving and working in this teaching. The word spy is only mentioned 12 times in the entire Bible. 12 times, is that a coincidence? And I'm sitting here talking about the governmental structure, the apostolic order that Christ left the mountain to fulfill through the teachings of Moses in the Old Testament. It all works together. But spy, this is the good part, you guys. And we only have a couple minutes and I have so much to share. <laughs> I think I'm going to increase these to an hour. I mean, this is my 30 minutes is not enough because there's so much and, and we need it because we're in a pandemic and there's so much uncertainty and people have a fear of what's to come and we cannot operate in fear. We have to have to have to operate in a spirit of faith and a spirit, a spirit of a spirit of faith, a spirit of power a spirit of identity to understand the face of God and the face that he wants us to reveal through his glory and his grace. So I'm going to skip down a little bit, but spy actually means to meander about. Now, when I did the research on meandering, it was so beautiful that I just wanted to stay there. I didn't even want to do any further research or any more study because I was stuck at meandering. Meandering means it's a beautiful path to a promise. It's a winding river that winds and if you and it, it's going to take you to your desired result. It's used through the mountains, through travel when people are um searching out particular country lands and open lands and plains. That river will wind in circular motion and take them the way that they need to go because you have to stay along the river to have access to resources. The resource represents the water, the resources that represents, um, you know, growth, fish, food, uh, plenteousness. The water is always there to signify growth. So the meandering, which what spy means, can you, uh, can you believe that? Spy actually means to stay on the path of the river, the path of life, the path of promise. And it's also a research anointing full of riches and direction. So it's a research anointing that you stay along that path to get to the promise. But in that time, you're researching. The anointing is full of riches and direction. You have your food there because in the water, there's fish. In the water, you can um, hydrate yourself. There's hydration, there's thirst, there's hunger, but everything's being met if you stay along that path. Now, it also means reconnoitre, which is referring to a military observation of a region. So 
Everything sounds fine and dandy when it comes to pertaining a promise and having a vision for your promise to fulfill the promise through the vision. It sounds beautiful. It sounds grand. It sounds great. And it is a place of greatness and a dimension of greatness to fulfill the vision. But it says that it refers to military observation. So that signifies that there's going to be a war. Now, we don't have time to talk about that now, but we're going to talk about the tools that you need through the anointing. The 12 tribes of Israel all release an anointing to possess the land. That's why God said, send one head, one anointing, one authoritative, authoritative governmental order to go out and possess the land. If you don't have the 12 governmental orders, you will not possess it. You won't possess it. Because God has institutionalized these promises to fulfill his will in this manner. So without that, you're just, you're going to be lost. So one other meaning of spy is merchant. So this is where the, the glory comes in. This merchant meaning is a person of business, whether it's church business, ministry business, secular business, your banking, your, your uh, institution of education, all of these different um administrations that God would have us to be a part of. He's saying that this is the anointing to tap in to the merchant anointing. It comes through the spy grace to be able to overtake, understand, institutionalize and infiltrate certain sectors that we want to fulfill banking, fashion, music, these, um, avenues that the doors have seemed to be closed where we cannot partake fully. God said, I'm giving you the spy anointing to be able to do your inventory, to liquidate assets and to establish assets in the land. But you first have to have this grace of, to spy. So that's what God is doing. But next week, we're going to talk about more of the 12 anointings and the 12 graces from the children of God that we will not contend, but that we will persevere with God, that we will establish ourselves as a, a holy nation, a royal priesthood in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that God will fulfill himself in us. I didn't even get to talk about um, O'Shea and, and how he had the, the grace to go in and possess the land because he was the fifth person to be called and how Caleb was the third person signifying establishment. So we'll get into that more, but I hope everyone has a week of greatness and begin to take inventory to spy out the land that you want to possess and that this would be a week of greatness. I release it upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Go and be great in Jesus' mighty name. I'll see you next Monday.